just like that, we are live. Yeah, What's bro. going on, Mindful Alec? What is going on? Happy Sunday, brother. Thank you. Happy Sunday. We got You brought a real special treat for me today. Yeah, man. I, um, you know, These are kind of our test dummy sessions. Uh, we were trying these flavors out, and I'm excited to get into what uh, you got over there. But uh, <laughs> a quick flavor breakdown. We're going to go from... I've tried these three, so we're going to go from least to best as far as okay. uh, and these how are much your, your I like new them. kombucha blends. These are three new flavors that I've been kind of experimenting with. Um, this one, which is what we have in these uh, little glasses right here mm-hmm. for, for sample, this is cherry vanilla. Okay. Um, this one is blueberry vanilla, and this one is lime coconut. Okay. Um, obviously, lime coconut is the one that I think is the best. Okay. Uh, but we'll get into that. Very excited. I have my personal well, critique. Cheers, my friend. Thank cheers. you. Cheers. So, I like it. Yeah, one thing to note is wow. homebrew kombucha, especially the way I brew it, is um, it's like artisan, basically, meaning... Mm-hmm. I'm only brewing it in like two and a half gallons. Uh, most commercial kombucha is brewed in huge gallons and gallons and gallons of tanks. Um, so you get more of like a, typically you get higher alcohol content. Um, and I'm still working on testing my content. It's probably somewhere between one and 2%, mm-hmm. which is not bad. I mean, if you if you look at a beer, it's about 4%. Yeah. Um, so wow, this well, is- I taste that the cherry is very, it's yeah. strong, but it's nice. Yeah, the cherry's nice. Uh, they're a bit sour, which I was a little disappointed in. I, I like um, that though. I think it's nice. It's it's very. Uh, it's not too overwhelming, but it's yeah. very strong for sure. The thing I want to do better, actually, on this one is, I didn't have access to um, vanilla bean. Okay. So I had to use vanilla extract. Let me see that guy. From yeah. Um, which in the future I want to use an actual you know bean or I want to use a little um, those little stems like the actual vanilla yeah, bean the stem. stems. Yeah. Um, so this is blueberry vanilla. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. It's very similar, but but very different. You could you could yeah, definitely taste the difference. I think I might like the cherry one better. I would agree. Yeah, Ooh. but it, it's not bad at all. Ooh. It, it's it's very um, I don't know the flavor of the cherry. I just like better. Than, than I would blueberry. agree, but and, it's still very good. Yeah, and also ideally, I would love to be making these um, in season. So I want all the flavors to mm. be first of all natural. So not using vanilla extract, I would be using actual vanilla beans or vanilla, mm-hmm. like a vanilla stick or a okay. cinnamon stick or whatnot. Right. Um, and I would also like to be the fruits and vegetables to be in season. So obviously, um, blueberry um, and cherries aren't in season right now. Mm. So we're going to have a bit of a sour, if that makes sense. Yeah, like the yeah. blueberries and the cherries are going to be a bit more sour. But Wow. Well, I'm very excited for this third one. This is the, this uh, is the granddaddy here. Hopefully. <laughs> I know your mom just tried some. And you said this was the coconut lime? It. This is coconut lime. A coconut lime. Coconut lime, yeah. Okay. Which, let me know, brother. What, how long is the, this is the, for the F2 process. This, yeah, this is the, the flavoring and the carbonation. All right, um, let me try it first, then we'll... Oh, yeah. It's interesting. Wow. It's got a bunch of flavors going on in there. Yeah, that's definitely, that, I, I like this one a lot. I like the cherry one a lot, too. Really? Yeah, but I, I think I might like this one better than the cherry. This one, I think, is probably the top. Because there's a kind of tropical flavor going on there, but it's not too, it's, again, it's not too overwhelming, but it's strong. Yeah, you kind of get that sweetness, and then you taste the lime at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I get. I get kind of the sweetness of the coconut, and then it transitions to that kind of limey aftertaste. Wow. Well, that's very cool. Thank you so much well, for dude, bringing Well, dude, listen, this. a cup of this stuff a day will keep the doctor away, man. That's right. That's, uh, that's what's going on. But let's get into, let's get into something Well, you before got. we do that, let's, I think we've got to announce the uh, oh, we yes. do a little announcement yes. with the charity. So for our next charity that we're going to be working with, uh, for those of you who follow us on Instagram, you've already seen this, but we're going to be working with the Lang Foundation. And the Lang Foundation is 
an awesome organization based out of Los Angeles in downtown, and they work with uh, with shelter animals. And I think we're gonna head down there and, and hopefully do some hands-on work uh, with them as well as donating. So that's super exciting, and that's where our Patreon money will be going for the next donation. And yeah. So no. Yeah. Idea. So so just you know, a big thank you to everyone who's mm-hmm. uh, for the continued support. I know. Um, we actually have been trying to decide on the foundation for a little while now, but I'm glad we got one um, and everyone voted, which was great. We had a really good uh, voting uh, percentage. Turnout. Yeah, people Big who, showed, who showed up, which is great. And, Biggest uh, one yet. And, and some of the major criticisms we've had uh, as far as the donation goes has, has been um, putting more of a spotlight on these charities, like mm. from what we do, from a visual standpoint. Um, a lot of these people who follow us and, and, and support us had said like, you know, I really love what you guys do, but bring the charities into the limelight a little bit more. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to doing with the land foundation is, mm. is bring them out. Maybe, you know, like you said, we're going to, we plan on going there and, and right. hanging out with these people, meeting them, seeing really what it's about in the organization and um, trying to bring maybe the camera in or bring someone from the foundation onto the podcast would be that really would be fun. Great. We should definitely um, do that. Something mm-hmm. like that I think would be great just to give people a little more like insight into actually us working with uh with the group yeah it's really cool and it's it we kind of have this theme i think uh since we've worked with um the david sheldrick wildlife trust adopting the elephant now we're working with another animal type organization uh we definitely are are a big big soft spot in our hearts for animals and uh yeah i mean it's just great you know and it's it's the the dream coming alive which is just to be able to help as many people as we can through the podcast and it's it's such well, and animals as well. But yeah. it's such an amazing thing to see it kind of coming to, to life. Yeah, know? 100%. And I know we have uh, even bigger goals than what we're doing now. And I'm really excited just to kind of see those come into fruition as far as, um, you know, I know we have some things we want to go travel and do, which would be like on the next level. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, being able to travel to a different country or state to work with these with different foundations all over the world. I know we worked with um, the uh, the foundation in Africa, but unfortunately we weren't able to actually travel to Africa to meet mm-hmm. Kushi. Um, but that would be something I think, uh, that's very possible in, in, in the, in the near future. And on, on that note, let's just give a quick shout out to Kenny over at uh, Savage Council. He came by yesterday, came yeah. by the studio and, uh, he did a little interview with us, which was very cool. Cause it was kind of flip of the, uh, the, ta- the tables turned a little bit. Normally we're the ones doing the interviews, but yesterday Kenny came and he did a phenomenal job. We got to, to meet some of his family and it was a great experience. So shout out to Kenny over at Savage Council. We'll link his uh, YouTube channel in the description below. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was uh, such a pleasure to hang out with him and his production crew and family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really fun. That video with us uh, should be dropping pretty soon. So hopefully mm-hmm. yeah, we'll... Yeah, on his uh, channel. Yeah, on his channel we'll, we'll drop it. And I agree with you. It was really refreshing to be on the other side mm-hmm. of the mic and talk about our stories and where we kind of came from and why we do what we do. That was, uh, that was special, I think. Yeah, and, and as I said before, it's just this whole kind of dream of, of, of the mindful guys, the whole vision is starting to come true with Ken, people we're meeting people like Kenny, meeting all of these unique individuals, having all of our guests that we have here. I mean it's it's really coming coming alive. And I think that yesterday with the whole thing that went down with Kenny, it, it just kind of nailed that and drove it home, which is that we're really doing it. And it and it's because of the people who are listening right now. It's because of the support that we've gotten, our fans, our you know, everybody it's been amazing and um you know it's just it's very humbling so thank you all yeah very much and and the growth has just been like you said humbling and fun and exciting um 
and we love the i mean i personally love the interaction i don't want to speak for you but 100 i love <laughs> the fact that people are now getting involved with the voting of the charities and you know we're getting instagram messages and we're getting all these sort of engagements and people are reaching mm-hmm. out to us via email want to come on the show or have us on their show or or whatever the case may be i think that is fun and it's been exponential the last i would say two months where we've mm-hmm. really felt like kind of the tide's turning and I'm just excited to keep this train rolling and, and get better. So kind of with that being said, and then we can move forward. Yeah. Um, I would love just to have maybe some more suggestions from people who are listening and mm-hmm. like the show, maybe on things they want us to cover, people they want us to bring in, right. um, whether that's someone specifically or just a topic to cover. Like for instance, with uh, Dr. Tim Deloy, mm-hmm. obviously he does biohacking and neuroscience and, and regenerative farming, like that kind of stuff, which is great. Um, but instead of saying, you know, bring Joe Rogan on, what if they could say, oh, bring someone who is knowledgeable in martial arts, and then right. we could try to find that person. Yeah. Um, or if, it doesn't have to be a specific person. It could be like a subject, and then we could try to get someone who's an expert in that subject. Yeah, on. and on that note, you know, uh, we, we just recently got a fourth microphone. So Ooh. we're going to be introducing four-person podcast or four people on the show, uh, which will be really cool, and I think we'll kind of change the game a little bit for what we've had yeah. going on here. It's going to be interesting, though, to try to figure out how to get it set up at this table. We're going to have to probably do like some, kind of a U. Uh, we'll figure uh, yeah, it out, but shoot. it definitely will be a different different. It will uh, be cool, but that's, that's coming in the near future, so it's exciting stuff. But I want to jump in and, and have you try some of these herbs, uh, tinctures, which I have here, and this is going to be fun for me. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but um, I think what we should do, because normally like you put these – under your tongue. So pretty much for those of you listening, like a uh, herbal tincture is really alcohol. Sometimes it's oil. Sometimes it's uh, apple cider vinegar. And you pretty much take dried herbs and allow herbs to soak in uh, a mixture of, you know, alcohol or apple cider, uh, excuse me, apple cider vinegar for about six to eight weeks. And then after that, you similar process, I would imagine to the kombucha, you strain it and then you package it in these little, uh, little bottles, little amber bottles. And you can get all different kinds of herbs. And so I have two of my favorites here and I wanted to uh, try them with you Yeah. And kind of talk about them a little bit. One of them is the holy basil, also known as Tulsi. And this is actually an Ayurvedic herb. So uh, Nora would probably Shouts know out. all about this. Um, and if you guys have not seen the Ayurvedic episode or heard it, uh, we had an Ayurvedic practitioner on, it was probably what, like three or four months ago. Yeah. And she was amazing. She was super, super knowledgeable. She taught us so much stuff. And anyway, so let's do this. Let's, um, what so I'm thinking. Do, yeah, how do we do this? Okay, so normally what I do is you kind of put it under your tongue and you want to let it sit for like 10 oh. minutes if you can. 10 minutes? Yeah, but because, if you can, you know, as long as you can. But because of the situation we're in the podcast right now, um, I would say let's just drink it. And it's the same thing. It's going to affect your body the same way. It just will take longer to uh, absorb into your body because it goes through your liver as opposed to underneath your, you have glands underneath your tongue that absorb it faster. So what? So so let's get into some of these uh, these effects before right. I pop this stuff <laughs> no, in my mouth. Okay. Yeah. No. So the the holy basil is uh, it's really like I believe it's just great for your your blood. I mean, to be on, totally honest with you, I need to learn more about the holy basil myself. I know that it's a, um, it's a it's a heightened consciousness herb, not in the sense that it's gonna mess with your head or anything like that, but it um. It's gonna ground you. It's gonna bring you closer to, to earth, to the nature, to everything like that. And it and it it's very good for your digestion, I know. I don't wanna misspeak on this herb, but I know it's an amazing herb and it's great for guys specifically. So okay, as well of, as girls. Some sort of testosterone no. booster hormone. No, no, not at all. That would like that. be the pine pollen, which yeah. which we've talked about and, and tried. And that's another great um, I don't know if that's considered an herb or if it's like it's cause it's like a powder, but it's uh, 
it's really great. Pine pollen I've been taking it kind of in place of creatine, which I don't think you can entirely do that. Yeah. But because you know creatine obviously has a separate effect, but I've been using it in place of creatine, and it definitely kind of um, allows my I see an improvement in my athletic performance when I'm taking the pine pollen, which is really interesting to note. You also feel it very very much so yeah i definitely i mean you've given it to me now twice and i've definitely felt it especially that day i've even felt a bit of a lingering as far as the next day it's kind of carried over as far Mm. as like an increase in energy um and my training i've seen a a bit of a boost from it i don't know if it's directly correlated to that but there's definitely i've definitely felt like the The pine pollen under my butt kind of a thing you definitely you definitely feel that a lot the pine pollen strong you might want this is for a chaser yeah oh no so you're you're gonna we're gonna drop it in here so i would drink a little bit of that down so that you have kind of like a shot's worth and then we'll we'll mix with these both (laughs) and this (laughs) so this one this one i could tell you a little bit more about this is the uh diamond mind tincture from ron tea garden over at dragon herbs and um if you guys follow us on Instagram, you, you will, would have seen, like, I think two or so weeks ago, I posted a picture of um, a different Ron Tea Garden uh, herb tincture, which was the red reishi. It's a fantastic mix, uh, blend, and it's just wild red reishi. You kind of, same thing, put it under your tongue, and that's great for immune system support. So right now, you know, I'm in school. There's kids around me that are coughing yeah. and sneezing, and I'm freaking out. I'm a huge germ freak, so... When I uh, get out of class, you know, I bust some of this um, tincture underneath my tongue, and it's just, you know, you feel, you genuinely do feel, it's hard, it's very difficult to explain the feeling, but I would say you kind of feel lighter, just in terms of your body, you feel very good, kind of, um, it's very difficult to describe, but you, you do feel it, and it's also, you feel it kind of after you take it for a while, so I'm doing, as far as the, the red reishi, like three tincture droppers every day, like, they say on the bottle three to twelve. Are you saying a, f- a, full, a full? Yeah. So like, if you pull this thing out, it's those like, are about a, a, mil- a milligram. This one looks pretty gnarly, but yeah, you just—it's about 0. 0.5 of a milliliter, half a milliliter. It's like halfway. But okay. if you do, this is a bigger one, so it might be more. But anyway, this one you're gonna really like this one, and I've I've very much enjoyed using this and kind of experimenting experimenting with it. It's it's like um, coffee, but without the jitters. And, and I don't mean it's like, it's very different from coffee. You pretty much feel extremely sharp mentally. And you make these connections a lot faster. So I, I have math class in the morning, uh, Monday through Thursday. So it's pretty rough. And it's at 8 o'clock in the morning. So when I, do, when I go to that class on my way for the past two weeks, every single day, I have taken a tincture of this underneath the tongue. And it's really, I've noticed a big difference. Like I, I don't, not a math person. I don't love math. But I notice myself. Uh, being more like zoned in in a, in a way that I can make the connections, I understand things. So anyway, this is pretty bad tasting. I'm just gonna warn you in advance. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> but we're gonna mix these good. two. These are great. Um, oh, gee, look at that <laughs> color change, man. Uh, don't don't don't. Uh, we're gonna do both of these in here, so don't get ahead of yourself there. Ooh. I'm Vlalik. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> is this worse or better than the pineapple? Wait, 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 here, wait, wait, wait. I'm not gonna one. take it. Um, this one I would say is probably. As far as taste, well, I don't know. You can tell me, <laughs> but oh, it's gonna be fun. Wait, let me give you a tiny bit more. That was like no, 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 no. That's cool. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, okay, so this is just this is like oh a herbal tonic Lord. right here. What was the last one? What was the second one you put in there? That's the holy. So the thing about this particular brand that, and you kind of have to be mindful of this, is that there's different um, percentage of alcohol that people use to extract. Oh, so geez. like with this, don't go. <laughs> what are you doing there? I'm just gonna smell it. <laughs> Uh, this diamond mine is 40%, I'm sorry, 30% alcohol. This one is 70% alcohol. So that's a huge difference. And I yeah. actually, 
can't really put this one under my tongue because it burns very aggressively. But it's kind of like Everclear in a little way. So, oh, anyway, Mindful Alec, this is the herbal tincture. It's going to make you live forever. Here's to you, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Dude, if that did not have the kombucha in there, I don't know how I would have done that. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, that was man. fun, right? Oh, it's so nice to get this down. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna be on the moon or something. Alright, and then we're gonna That's pungent, today, bro. Today's That's... like the <laughs> it's the liquid day, so we have some tea as well. Let me get some of this tea going. What are your thoughts, first thoughts on that? Um it's good. I mean, it went down easier than I thought. It just the aftertaste kind of lingered a bit. Oh, yeah. Um it's very earthy tasting. Like it it honestly could taste like if you blindfolded me and I took that shot, it could taste like you blended dirt. Oh. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> and I just kind of took a shot of dirt, but well, uh, it's it's very very good for you, and uh, I'm curious to see if you notice any of the mental stimulating effects from the from the diamond mines. Would people consider that like a neurotropic? Uh, I believe yeah, I believe they would. It's so I actually got this over at Airwan, and I was I was talking to the guy, and he had suggested this. He was telling me that he uses it as yeah, like pretty much as um, a mental stimulant in the morning, and and just trying to kind of get that that increased mental awareness and, and control without getting without getting it through caffeine really interesting yeah and it, and it does affect you differently because it's not caffeine so it's not that don't expect you know the exact same result uh i actually kind of like it better to be honest with you so i've been doing because normally you know I, I like coffee in the morning yeah i'll skip the coffee just do some tea uh normally herbal tea and then i'll take this and i'm wired ready there to you go. go and, and now you I know I gave you some of that alpha brain by on it. Right. And you tried that mm -hmm. once or twice. I would say it's very similar. It's very similar to that very feeling. Similar. Okay, very cool. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a, a very subtle stimulation, I, yeah. which I would agree with very much. So anyway, what is, uh, what's on the uh, chopping block today? <laughs> what a question. Um, I thought, you know, it would be cool to kind of touch on something we haven't really touched on, uh, which is more of like mental health. Um, as far as depression and anxiety go. Yeah. And I know it's kind of tough to go from the happy, jolly liquids kind mm. of to more of a serious, depressing topic, but I think it's very important because, number one, we haven't really dove in on that topic and just kind of gone back and forth about it. And also, um, the more I learn about these kind of stuff, the more I realize how much of, I don't want to say an epidemic, but how much it really affects people, especially in our generation, our mm. age group. Um, I don't know if that's you know maybe the social media uh, rise or certain things that we're constantly distracted by uh, things we can get into it but I just thought it'd be kind of a cool thing to yeah open up the dialogue to you maybe on uh, anxiety and well I'm depression. on board I'm totally on board and I think that it's kind of it's definitely a little funny that we're so jolly and then we're jumping into a yeah. heavier topic but in a certain way I think that it, it it's kind of perfect because let's just start with like anxiety you know I think that Everybody has experienced anxiety to some extent or another. A lot of people have much worse anxiety than others. Um, and it's not fun. You know, it's not fun to have anxiety. You don't seek it out. Uh, but the thing is, is that if you have a foundation, and we all, I think I always kind of come back to this, but it's like if you have a foundation of things that you know will make you feel good, whether it's the kombucha, the herbs, the tea, uh, journaling, you know, meditating, going for a walk in nature. You know, we were talking a little bit, yeah. uh, some of this similar theme with, with yesterday's conversation with uh, Kenny, but it's, it's just to have this solid foundation of 
you know that every day is not going to be an easy day. And some days there's going to be a curveball, and you don't know that that's going to come, and it's going to give you crazy anxiety because you didn't prepare for it. And that's not something that you can you can't control for that. But what you can control for is you can say, okay, I know that there's going to be problems, there's going to be hiccups down the road as I you know follow through this path of life. And when those things come up, I need to be prepared. And if I don't, like today, you need to be prepared. Like if you don't have written out when I'm feeling down, when I'm starting to feel really depressed, when I feel whatever it is, which are natural human emotions, how do you deal with that? And what what do you know about yourself that you can kind of tap into? Like if, if for me, I like to go on a walk in nature and that just clears your mind, you know, it yeah. pulls some of that negativity out of your mind. So there's for sure, you know, it's a huge problem in America specifically. We have this crazy opioid problem and people are taking antidepressants left and right, taking uh, anti-anxiety medication. And, you know, I think it stems from a, a lack of knowing how to deal with these emotions when they arise. Yeah, that's, totally. That's my first kind of statement. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that's, that's very, uh, it's very spot on. Um, and I agree with you that some, most of all of us have experienced it, especially anxiety. You know, depression, I feel like, is sort of one of those things where, um, I mean, I guess anxiety as well. Like, there's a large difference between real clinically, uh, clinical depression versus mm. just being sad or mm. having, like, a rough day. Like, there's a big difference. Depression um, and clinical anxiety as well. Like, there's a difference between being anxious for a presentation in class mm. and waking up petrified about whatever the case may be. And there, there's two different worlds. Um, but... I do agree with you where we've all kind of experienced something on the spectrum right. of both anxiety and depression. And um, as far as the anxiety goes, um, I've actually had a, a few like episodes, if you want to call them, or speaking personally a bit yeah. more of like a, um, like a struggle or, or gone through more of the anxiety, less on the depression side. But and, it, and it's really caused me, and I'm fortunate now because now I can speak on it and I feel like I've learned quite a bit about yeah. it, but just kind of forcing me down that rabbit hole and, and I'm very fortunate in hindsight because now I'm on the other end and I can see the light and so to speak. Mm. It's funny. But, um, yeah. but uh, and I feel like I can talk on it confidently and now I've actually, um, you know, helped a few of my family friends and some of their siblings and stuff like that all around our age, which is an interesting thing to note. But, uh, but I've kind of seen great success in some of the things that I've recommended. And, and so what are some of those things? Yeah, like I have kind of just a very simple bullet uh, kind of numbered system, I guess you can call it. But, and I've developed it, and it's very simplistic, and you could take bits and pieces of it if you wish. Uh, number one, and this is something we've preached time and time again, it's yeah. just meditation. Yeah. Um, forming some kind of meditation routine is, I think, one of the best na natural, holistic approaches you could take to kind of controlling and subduing anxiety and depression. Mm. Um, it's anecdotal, of course, but also there's a lot of clinical study on that. And one of the studies I really like to bring up when talking about anxiety is um, they found that there's actually a reduce in your amygdala from a, a consistent meditation practice. Um, and they did a study, a clinical study, um, a neuroscientist from Harvard, I believe. Uh, her name is Sarah uh, something. I'll cite the, I have the article, so we'll I can cite it. In the bio, I'll cite yeah, it in the, bio, in the uh, description. They, yeah, they took a control, uh, a control group and they took uh, you know, a group that they, they had to do a meditation a mindful meditation practice and, and these people had never done it or, or they had done a long-term medical or uh, meditation practice, excuse me. And they, they had 40 minutes a day and some said they only did 20, 27 minutes or 25 minutes. Anyway, they found uh, a new, a number of things happened Their Their gray matter increase in their brain. Um, a, a ton of other things I don't really want to touch on cause I don't, 
not too familiar with it, but the big one is the, the amygdala reduction. And that to me is huge because that's the fight or flight response in mm. our brain. And so for that to be reduced is, is directly correlated to anxiety. So you can literally reduce like your fight or flight essentially, which is what the, uh, which is what the anxiety really is. And so that to me is like, number one, if you can't do that, then, then like, it's so simple. It could be going to the gym, you know, you could meditate at the gym. Like people don't understand athletes specifically when they're playing sports, you're in some form of meditation. It's not conventional, like mm, breathing out Wim Hof kind of stuff, but you're in some form of meditation. So my biggest recommendation would be, uh, to form some kind of meditation routine. Okay. That would be number one. Yeah. Uh, number two would be to understand anxiety on a, on a bit deeper of a level. And what I mean by that is it's caused by something. Like there's something in your life that's causing that anxiety. Um, if you don't know what that is, you need to figure that out because it's the same idea as a goal. If you don't have a map, you're not going to get anywhere. If you don't know why you're feeling this way, how are you going right. to try to work towards it? Um, Another one is exposure therapy, which is clinically proven. You know, it, whatever you're fearful of, whatever you're scared of, um, give exposure to that fear in small increments is gonna is gonna work your way out of that fear. Mm. If you're if you're exposing yourself to what you're scared of, like for instance, I mean, this is such a minor kind of thing, but for instance, some of these herbs and some of these special things that mess with your I don't want to say mess, but they yeah. like alter your consciousness and stuff like that. Like they give me, you know, fear and there's anxiety, oh, no. like but no, 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 but it's good. It's good. Yeah. And what I mean by that, and this is like a very small example, but you know, when I come in here and you give me these things Does and I, I like, I like work through them and, and as I take them, I'm like, you know what? They're not that bad. You know, they're, oh, they're really not, not that it's bad. Good. It's yeah, going to benefit you at the end of the day. Yeah, of course. And yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. It doesn't taste great and you, you didn't buy it yourself. So you didn't really, you don't know exactly what it is. So you're taking my word for it, but, um, no, and I hear you. And I think that um, one thing that you'd kind of touched on is that, that exposure therapy. So mm-hmm. I want to kind of return to that and, and give my, my opinion on it, which is that like in if you have a situation which arises and, and you don't like it or you have a feeling really moreover which comes up that you don't like, I feel like the general response is that you want to get away from it as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, You want to do everything and anything that you can to evade that feeling. And what that ends up doing is it makes you a slave to that feeling because you're not willing to acknowledge what it is and then go towards the root of the problem and pull it up from the from the ground up. You're simply running away, and, and it will inevitably create a, a, a cage, in essence, which you're going to lock yourself in. And then you're, you're in a worse position than you were originally. So this concept of like exposure therapy or, or just... When you, when, you come, when you have this uh, anxious feeling or this depressive feeling... Instead of running away from it, and this is difficult, and this is where like the work comes into play, and this is where people need to understand that you know this is part of life, and it's not um, going to be fun necessarily. It's not going to be easy, but we are here. This is a du- dualistic universe that we live in. Like du- dualism uh, is a real thing, and and you can't have the good without the bad, and you need to experience the range of emotions which encapsulate the human experience in order to live life to the fullest. So. What that looks like is when this feeling comes up, you actually go towards it as opposed to running away from it. And what that does, it's kind of funny, and I'm going to pull a reference, which I think you'll appreciate, which is one from martial arts, something that I learned in Krav Maga, which is like if you're being attacked by someone, you want to actually counterattack them as opposed to going on to the defensive. At least this was what they taught me the other day over there. And uh, this concept is actually the same. I look at it the same way with when you have this kind of anxiety-provoking feeling or a depressive feeling. 
instead of running away from it and going into defensive mode, you need to bring out the big guns and you need to attack, counterattack it and say, you know, look, and what does that look like? It, it means having, mustering up the courage and the, 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 the will to face that, that thing head on. And that's not easy, but you need to, you know, live in it, like feel, fill yourself with that depressive feeling because we're humans and we're meant to experience these emotions. It's not, not natural. It's completely natural to feel uh, depressed at t- times in your life and to feel anxious at times in your life and to also feel happy. But I think the problem is, and and the biggest issue is that people run away from it as opposed to going towards it because it takes a really strong um, will to, to, to go towards it. And it may not, you may not go towards it the first time, like entirely, you may need to work your way up, as you were saying, like gradually feel a little bit more and a little bit more. And then all of a sudden, once you're there and you're fully encapsulated in that fearful feeling, whatever it may be, you recognize that it's not that bad. It's not that uh, overwhelming. It's not that powerful that it's going to kill you. And when you see that, it loses the power that it holds over you. Yep. And so from there, you know, you can kind of come out of it a little bit and you're going to know, you need to accept that there's going to be a, a, a period of time that you need to reintegrate back into your life. Because if you're, if you're dealing with a serious issue, it's not like you just jump back into real life. You know, you need to reintegrate. And, and you need to kind of, again, this is why I say, like, go back to your foundation, like meditate, journal, um, be aware of the thoughts that are coming into your head. Are they characterized mostly? Are they negative? Are they positive overwhelmingly? Or what, what is the quality of the thoughts that is just arising in your head? And that's a huge uh, guidance point. You know, you can look at that. And it's like if you're always experiencing these negative thoughts, you can say, all right, well, this, you know, there's some stuff behind the scenes there's some subconscious stuff going on here that's at play that i need to address and it's tough because it's not like you know exactly what that is but you need to recognize that if it's all negative thoughts that are coming into your head um, there's some subconscious stuff which is not working in your favor and this is where people like dr tim delory and, and neuroscience really teaches and even sam harris he goes people talk about deprogramming and reprogramming that's yeah. actually um well your guy the bruce lipton Bruce Lipton and also uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza and um, the dude whose book you read, uh, uh, the other guy that's friends with Dr. Dawson Joe. Dawson Church. Dawson Church talks about that too, right? Yeah, the no, absolutely. What's crazy is you actually touched on two more of the points in my little... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's, dude, are you kidding? You don't have to apologize. It's beautiful that you did that. It just, it just kind of solidifies my own kind of okay. research and stuff into mm-hmm. it. Like what you said on the... Um, more on when you're going into the exposure therapy, like... One of my statements is, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact wording, but I wrote down, focus less on being less afraid and more on being more courageous, which is kind yeah. of sounds like a run-on sentence, but it's, the, it's what you said. And you need to focus on being courageous because it's just like the law of attraction. When Whatever you're focusing on, focusing on, even if it's bad, you're still attracting that into your life. Right. So even if you're saying, God, you know, don't hit my car, don't hit my car, don't hit my car, my mm. car is so nice and clean, I don't want to get a scratch, I don't want to get a scratch. And then what's going to happen? You're focusing on your car getting damaged. Someone's right. going to hit your car. It's that same process. Like you're focusing on, you know, you're trying to push the anxiety away instead of being okay with it, not judging it, letting it just pass. And that's what meditation has done for me yeah. is you, you make notes of these thoughts and feelings that come in. And instead of critiquing them and judging them, you just have them pass in, make a note of them for later, let them pass out. Don't judge them. Don't uh, emotionally react to them and come back to them later when you're a little more less charged emotionally in a better position maybe and realize, think about it. Why did that come into my thought? 
And the way that I like to visually picture, especially during meditation is if I'm sitting there meditating and something comes into my mind about anxiety, like, oh, I got to do this presentation and, you know, I didn't really practice and I didn't study and you start to get anxious and, and yeah. you start to go down this rabbit hole. I like to literally picture um, like a New York hotel, like the front of a New York hotel and you have that little, um, that, that door, yeah, the, the door you could the, push through, the little circle door yeah. that just keeps yeah, yeah. revolving. Long Think about door, that yeah. and, I, and I put my thought in one of those and just let it revolve right out. And it, it's funny because picturing that little yeah. revolving thing and seeing the thought go in there and it leaves, which is like it works very well. And it sounds silly, but it works very well. And that's something I've done, especially during my meditation practice to kind of let these thoughts come in Make a note of them, don't judge them, and like let them pass. And that's, yeah, that's just, you nailed it on the head. And there's a lot of different visualization things that work for people. And it's funny because I actually haven't, didn't think about this, but as you were saying, this, the swiveling door, I have another one that I've used personally, which is that you think of kind of like an empty space, like a big white space, and all that's in there is a drain that's at the bottom. And you think of in this empty void, practically, it's all of your thoughts through the day. It's everything that occurred to you. It's everything that's running through your head, all of those thoughts. And then when you're in your meditation, you kind of visualize all of those events, all of those thoughts, um, just going down that drain and just kind of sinking down. Like and then that. it ends in just a kind of void of whiteness. That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I mean. It's very similar. There's all kinds of different visualization techniques. And that, by the way, could be something that you add to your foundation. <laughs> um, I'm reading this book right now called Principles by Ray Dalio. And he talks about, you know, it's kind of like half autobiography, half um, talking about his life principles. And I think that he, he was talking about something which really resonated with me, which is that you need to not just know what your principles are, but you need to write them down. And I'm going to take the idea of principles and for the sake of this conversation, switch that with your foundation and say that you should actually have, and something I would recommend for everybody to do is to um, pretty much get a sheet of paper and write out your um, principles that you, I'm sorry, your foundational things that, that like what I was saying with the meditation, with journaling, whatever it may be, write them all out and know that you can always return to that piece of paper, maybe hang it on your wall, put it somewhere where you can see it. And, and that's super powerful because having things in writing, it carries so much more weight than just um, having things in your head. I think it's super powerful as far as these, this conversation goes. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think uh, like we've always talked about as far as writing and journaling is when you do these sort of things, it forces you to organize your thoughts um, onto paper, you know, as far as you could think about your principles. Oh yeah, I do this and this and this, but until you actually take the time to write out um, what your principles are, what your, what your foundation is, like what you're saying, it forces you to really organize your thoughts. Um, just to kind of touch on another one that I kind of a big proponent of is, uh, is exercise. I know it sounds so silly and I mean, you could mm. make the claim for nutrition as well. We're finding more and more about the correlation and connection between our mind and our gut. And this is so important, not only for things like this kombucha, <laughs> yeah, exactly, probiotics. um, probiotics and prebiotics, all these sort of things and keeping your gut healthy, um, will sort of just lead naturally lead your mind into a healthier, happy place. But also the exercise, the hormonal uh, benefits you get right. from certain exercises is unbelievable. I can't tell you how many times where I've been having a shitty day or something happened that didn't go my way or I didn't do as well as I wanted to, whatever the case may be, uh, which is very normal, I would say, for most people. And then I would go to jujitsu or then I go to the gym and weightlift. And, and then I come out of it and I feel so great, especially when you go to these these depths during your workout that you, that you don't normally get to, like when you really push yourself. Um, and that's actually a lot what David Goggins talks about. 
and, and it correlates with what you were saying is go towards that fear. Um, and this, it, it's funny because it all sort of ties together. Yeah, and, and, it, and the biggest thing and what the whole thing revolves around is that it's like this concept that, that I've been learning more and more about in, um, in the kind of alchemy, which is that like as above, so below, as within, so without. And what you're saying is, is that as you are developing your mental toughness and your ability to cultivate confidence through working out, through your foundational stuff, for, through whatever it is that you do to, to kind of ready yourself for the challenges that you're going to face in the world, um, you are kind of, it, it's the law of attraction at work. You are creating an environment which is going to uh, mirror the inside of what you're feeling and what you're experiencing. So it's like if you're super depressed, and this is kind of back to the law of attraction, like you were saying with the car thing, there's a few different ways to look at it. Like a lot of, I don't know how many of the people who listen to us, but there's kind of a materialist reductionist theory, which is that if you can't see it, smell it, taste it, touch it, hear it, it's not real. And reality is simply the things which we are able to experience through our senses. But in my personal opinion, that's a really sad way to look at the world. And I don't know why you know, you would choose to look at that because it means that there's nothing bigger at play. And the concept of there being something bigger at play, and I know I'm going off here, but it's going to tie back in. It's like we, it all comes back down to these emotions. You know, we're here. We're meant to be experiencing these emotions. And if you feel depression or anxiety, it's because something's off. And it starts inside of you. It's as within, so without. So it starts within you, and then you experience it without. And to go back to the law of attraction, like this concept in social psychology of priming your brain for something. It's like if you look... Uh, aside from your example, like I'll give another one, but car related. If you're looking into a car to buy, say for example, like a Prius, you're looking at a Prius and it's a specific color Prius. And all of a sudden, maybe this is a bad example because there's a lot of Priuses on the road, but all of a sudden everywhere you look, you see that same color Prius, or it could be whatever car you think. There's a lot of different ways to interpret that, but that at, in, at its core is the law of attraction. But for people that don't see the value in believing in something greater. The way that I like to explain this is that through social psychology, we know like primacy and recency. The thing that you tell your brain, uh, like the first thing that comes into your brain and then the last thing that you hear. It's like with music, for example. You oftentimes really like the music that you first heard and then you like the music that you most recently heard. And then the music in between kind of falls between the cracks. And so when you are priming your brain to recognize something like, okay, I'm going to look for this, or I'm thinking a lot about this car. You're bringing it to the forefront. You're activating those neurotransmitters in your brain to um, be attentive to a particular thing. Then it's, again, as within, so without. You go outside into the world, and your brain rec registers them. They may have been there the whole time, but your brain was not primed to see them. So now you're going out there, and you're seeing them. And this can apply for everything. You could apply this to um, the anxiety and depression. Like If you're thinking about how scared you are, if, you know, somebody sees this or, like, you didn't, you know, whatever it is, you don't like the clothes that you're wearing, you're embarrassed that somebody's going to recognize, you know, this or that, like, that is going to, in turn, be the reality that you're walking into in the world because it, it started within you. Like, you have to remember that if it's something starts within you, you should expect it to, to, to manifest in the outside world because that's the model of which we're, we're, we're living in right now. Jeez, that... it gets super deep, and we can even go deeper, but... You know, for, for the sake of this one, we'll, we'll cut it right there. That's beautiful, <laughs> dude. I, I think that that's super, super beautiful. Really well said, too, I might add. But uh, another sort of thing on my list, and it's uh, near the bottom for good reason, because it's kind of hard to um, 
justify the significance of how well it's worked and how, you know, up against the other things on this list. But, um, and it goes into the Bruce Lipton, it goes into the Dawson Church uh, type of books, which is the uh, subconscious reprogramming. Mm-hmm. Bruce Lipton talks about it as well. Um, but uh, sleep appro- appro- affirmations, there we go. Those are pretty powerful. They, there's tons of videos and stuff online that will literally play while you're sleeping. Right. And all about positivity and all about certain life changes, which I've given, I've given tries to, but like I said, they're very hard to justify how well they're actually being implemented and how effective they really are. Um, it, it couldn't hurt me. Uh, what I've read on those type of things is that it just allows uh, the ability to reach deeper levels of your subconscious. Uh, outside of maybe certain drugs, psilocybin, DMT, ayahuasca, certain things like that. Mm. Um, ability to kind of go in there and clean up and do some rehardwiring. Uh, yeah. Things that we maybe don't know we're subconsciously programmed to from our parents per se or just other things that are just going on in there. And, uh, and that to me has been cool as well as on the addition of um, a trigger word. I don't know if you've really ever heard about this concept. But, I don't think I have, please. Um, it, essentially, it's the idea of uh, guided hypnosis essentially. And, and I've found links and stuff for meditation, which I've tried. Essentially what you do is you go through this guided meditation that someone will take you through mm-hmm. and they get you very, very relaxed. I mean, you know, I'm talking the peak moments of meditation, like 10 minutes in where you're really in that, uh, sort of zone. Yeah. And it's theta, kind of the white brain. Waves, yeah. You yeah. get those peaks and those brain waves. Um, and what happens is through this guided meditation, they take you through and they, they really want you to feel how you're feeling. They want you to, um, be able to recall how relaxed you are and how, how good you feel. And what they do is they they say, okay, now make a note and correlate it with, with this word. certain word. Interesting. And a lot of the times, like the word that I would use was just relax. So for instance, I would take myself through meditation to like a very relaxed uh, meditation peak, I guess these brain waves are peaking. And then I would say, now just in your head, repeat as, as an out breath, like relax, hmm. breathe in, relax. And then what that would allow me to do is when I would have these little episodes or flares of anxiety, I would just in my head be like, do the same thing. Just like I was in that meditation state. I'd be like, take a breath. And in my head, just relax. And it was amazing because it would literally take me from like an eight where I'm like on the verge of like, what the fuck's going on and freaking out. And it would take you down a couple notches to like a five or six. And then you're like, I'm okay. You know, and it's amazing how much you could train yourself to do this. Well, and the other thing that that you're touching on so much, which comes back to this theme of both anxiety and depression is that emotions cloud judgment. Yeah. And that's what these things bring up is they bring up emotions. And once you're there, you know, your logic is somewhat put off. You're like, okay, because what all anxiety really is, is that you think that something is going to be a lot worse than it really is most yep. of the time. And so those emotions that's like uh, adrenaline rush through you, it kind of gets your heart rate going and it puts you like what you were saying before into that fight or flight um, frame of mind. And when you're there, it's like you are not. You should just know you're not going to be making good decisions with that that going through you, those hormones rushing through your heart, jumping. You know. So if you can find what you were saying, you know, find a way to calm down your heart rate, and that could be breathing. You know, Wim Hof is like, it's crazy. I've done. Um, sometimes I'll just sit and do the breathing technique, and you know, we were we were even sometimes we're doing the breathing technique before we got on the microphone, just because. Yeah. It, it, it brings your heart rate to a certain place and like it kind of gets you in this lightheaded frame of mind and it's very interesting. I think that people have even called it psychedelic breathing before because it can, I've experienced where it, you don't feel like you're in your body. 
which is so strange. You feel like if you do it for like, you know, five minutes straight yeah. and you get very comfortable and you're doing these incredibly deep breaths and then powerful exhales and powerful inhales, it's like almost like hyperventilating. You start to go super lightheaded. And then I've experienced it kind of recently where you're just like, oh, like, and what it is is you, it's your, you're losing control. Like you feel, and this was my experience, you feel like you're no longer in your body. Therefore, it's like you're not in control anymore. Interesting. And when that happens, it's all about dissociating from your body because you, Alec, or you, the listener, whoever is the person who is having um, the anxiety and the fear surging through their veins, that if you're able to dissociate yourself from you, which is this crazy concept, but it's like, it's this concept, you know, you are not yourself. You are, it's like when you say, I am Oliver, like who is the I? I am Alec. Like we are all this I. It's like there, there is something behind the name, which is arguably the soul. And that soul is something which is separate from the physical body. That soul doesn't have the adrenaline rushing through it. It doesn't have the problems that your body has or whatever. So if you can kind of learn to make that soul your friend through these deep breathing techniques, through however it is that you get there. I've even experienced similar things not quite to the extremity of it but walking through the park you know you go through a walk in the park you can be listening to some like relaxing music or you could just listen to the sounds of nature and that it's like it it's so weird because we think that we're not part of nature you know you kind of think oh like we can tear nature down we can build over it we can do this it's like it's so far from the truth because we are really just like any other animal a part of nature and when you kind of reintegrate with nature and go back and, and, and kind of ground yourself, like what we were talking about in the previous episode, walking barefoot, it, it, it really brings you back into that feeling state of you are back with, with where you were originally, like with your soul in a sense. And that's been incredibly helpful for me. So I think to, to be able to dissociate from yourself when you're feeling anxiety is an incredibly powerful tool. That's cool. I've, I've definitely never heard about that, but I definitely like that concept. As far as the anxiety goes, it's a little bit different from depression in the sense that um, it's a primal psychological process, I guess you can call it. It's a, it's a mental process that kind of happens. And first of all, it's all in your head, as funny as that sounds. you know. I mean, there may be real danger in, in whatever the situation may be, but a lot of the times this anxiety is just totally in your head. And it's making assumptions about what's going to happen in the future. Um, and the reason we have this is completely primal because we used to live in the trees and we used to live with snakes and all these animals that are, you know, life threatening. Yeah. So we could run into a bear or a snake or a tiger, or whatever. So it would, it, it's our mental state preparing us for danger and right. protecting us. So it's, it's a protection mechanism, but now we're not sleeping with snakes. We're not sleeping with bears. We're not sleeping with these tigers. Um, well, for us specifically, yeah. uh -huh. I mean, maybe some people in the world um, are, but you know, we have a roof over our head and we have a beautiful bed to sleep on and a pillow. So a lot of the times um, that's sort of worked. And I've talked to people about that. They've said the same thing where they just kind of tone it back and think, you know what? There really is no danger. Like why? There's no reason for me to, to be freaking out. There's no mm -hmm. reason for me to feel this way. You know, I just need to take a step back and realize that everything's okay and this is all kind of in my head. And one of the most powerful things from what you just said that I took was like, it's about not living in the moment. Because if you're living in the future, you can have anxiety. That's where anxiety, and I think this is actually from um, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I remember reading this, and this is how he breaks it down, is that if you are living in the moment, anxiety does not, it's, does, it's, it is not capable of existing in the moment. And if you live, because every time that it occurs, it's in the future and it's in the past. 
It's like when you dwell on the past and you think, oh man, I did the wrong thing. Like I embarrassed myself. I did this or that. That's, you know, where this anxiety starts to come up and you can go, oh, you know, and it starts to overwhelm you. If you're thinking forward into the future, you're like, you know, oh man, I have to get the rent paid by this time. And how am I going to come up with that money? And geez, like this, this, this. And what it really is, is a lack of living in the present moment. It's like if you were to just take, as you said, to take a few breaths and then think in this exact moment right now, you and I sitting here right now, what is the obstacle that is to be overcome? Because if the obstacle is coming up tomorrow, you know, even though we're talking a lot about preparing, you there is a certain time where you need to not think too much in that preparation mindset and you need to live in the moment. You need to have your tools and your kit, you know, your, your handy kit in order, but then you need to live, you know, fully in the moment and just be here and now. And when you're there, you know, the anxiety is incapable of existing. It's like it, you cross the bridges as you get to them. And if you think about how you're going to cross them too much, and I know that there's a little bit of like um, the, some, some, I don't want to say hypocrisy, but because we're I'm saying to prepare for the things, but I'm also saying to live in the moment. They're equally important. And I think that that's a balance, which is very important to find, but it is in large part about living in the moment. So I hope that that was helpful. That was beautiful. I think that's a great place to kind of bring this show to a close. Yeah. Um, and I really hope that some of those words maybe help someone or, or, you know, begin the process of helping someone. And of course, like we're always here. I know this is a very serious kind of uh, subject and a lot of what we speak on is, is more, more or less anecdotal, um, but also some of it's, you know, clinically backed and, and studied. But I think it's very important to um, reach out to people if, if you are feeling a certain way. Um, because these are very serious matters and there, there are people and professionals that could help you out. And of course, you know, like we're always here yeah, and stuff to, right. to our limited extent and knowledge. Of course, we would do our best to uh, help anyone who's... 100%. And one, one last thing is that there are certain... <laughs> I got to throw in my pitch here. There are certain herbs which can help aid with anxiety. And I do know actually that this holy basil that we just took a little bit of, I know that this one does help with anxiety and CBD. Uh, CBD is CBD. huge too. Yeah, CBD for anyone as There's well. There's a lot of different things. You know, you can do your research. You can kind of and don't think that the you know you start taking a little holy basil and your problems are going to melt away. There we go. But it will you know help and aid you if you're in the, the midst of it and you're kind of needing to to dissociate with your uh, problems a little bit. But anyway, that's today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Mindful Guys. Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash the mindful guys. Anything else, mindful Alex? No, that was a that, that one was a bit more uh, of a downer <laughs> episode, but that's okay. It's important, and uh, I think uh, I think we no, I think it was cool, it. and we started we with the it. with the kombucha and the the tasties. People got to see you uh, get a little uh, freaked out by the herbs. By so the herbs, that's right. I love it, but, but anyway. I am feeling mentally stimulated, by the way. Which is yeah, kind of, yeah, I am definitely feeling it for sure. I'm like Excited. laser focused on you, listening to what you're saying about anxiety. I love it. Cool. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next one. Peace.